data-driven, ambitious, and love all things marketing? I'm Emma. I've dabbled in all marketing channels in my career. And my passion? Providing my team with the tools to be the superstars. So, I'm making a podcast to share everything I've learned along the way, from my bachelor's internships to early career in marketing to becoming head of international marketing by age 29. Plus, everything I wish my 20-year-old self had known. So pour yourself a cup of coffee, get your snacks ready to go, and let's do this. Hello, and today's topic is very on trend with the whole title of this podcast, and it is what I wish I'd done sooner in my career. These top three things are not only things that I wish I had done sooner, but they are also things that I now do in my everyday marketing life and I've continued to do so for as long as I'm in the industry because these three things help me exponentially every single day and I just wish that I had done these things sooner. So starting with number one is make learning a priority and fit it into my schedule. Now I get it, when you finish your university degree or a course or you've finished college, whatever it is and wherever you finish off your learning, the last thing that you want to do is then continue learning. You now have the possibility to go and do real life marketing and why would you want to continue learning when you've spent so long and so many hours getting to this point. And I was absolutely there, especially in my early career. I didn't learn anything else new for such a long time. Now, when I was learning in my earlier career, and this was when I was working for the NFL, NBA, and NHL, any additional learning that I did was actually on the teams themselves over marketing specific. This was learning about the teams and learning about the playoffs and if there was a player that was doing really good or really bad or transferred, I would need to know because I'd need to adjust my messaging accordingly. So, and don't get me started when it was playoff times and you had the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs at the same time. So that was really where my extra learning was going into the actual sports that I was marketing on versus the actual marketing industry themselves. Now, what I learned very quickly was that if you don't make learning a priority you get so left behind with what's going on in the industry itself especially with channels such as digital marketing that is changing all of the time and if you are not up to speed with it you'll fast be left behind so I also understand that whether you are right from junior exec to senior exec level I don't think I've ever met anybody in marketing that I've gone oh yeah I don't have much on everybody's plate seems to be really really full and there's always so much to do and squeezing in all the work that you need to do in your 40 hours is hard enough let alone then scheduling extra things in yourself and I completely get it I've been there I'm still there and I understand however there are three tips that I have found that you can crowbar this into your learning which will help you exponentially versus doing something that you have to do but you can just seamlessly fit this into your days without it being such a concerted effort. So the three ways that I have either done this myself or tried and these seem to work the most for people around me as well is three different options. So the first one is 20 to 30 minutes 
before you're doing anything at your desk, whether you're on a walk or whether you're in the gym, or if you're on the commute to work, for example, listen to something, whether it's a marketing podcast, whether it's an audiobook, whether it's a course that has audio, there is plenty of different ways that you can you can listen to marketing and this will really then set your day off. There's podcasts out there that specialize in specific channels if that's where you are. The second one is, and I know quite a lot of people do this, is either sign up to emails from big marketing industries. So Marketing Week, for example, there's a campaign one as well, or they have this as a pinned tab on their desktop. And then whenever they start up their Google Chrome, then it is there and they can read about any significant campaigns that are going on. And they can do this daily for 10 to 15 minutes before they start their work or on their lunchtime. The third one, and this is probably my favorite, is block out a day a month that you block the whole day out. You can have no meetings, no work. You turn your emails off, you turn your teams off and you get really stuck into learning something. Now, what you learn is completely individual to you. So it could just be going and scraping the internet for the best ads that month or it could just have been Super Bowl, for example, and you wanna go and study those ads or it could be a particular marketing specification that you want to learn more about. So you might wanna go and do a course on copywriting, for example, or it might be that you want to learn a different technique. For example, if you're the paid social exec and you really want to go and learn a new optimization on Facebook and you really wanna be trialing it, but you need to be learning it at the same time, then there is the time to do it. And adding it in one of those three ways, whichever suits you and your personality, it then just becomes an everyday part of your schedule and you don't even think about it. And so much so the fact that I wish that I had done this earlier is if that I see younger marketers and they're not doing this and I can do this, I literally put it in their schedules for them so that they make the time because I know how they feel. I know that they think there's not enough time but I'm telling you what you learn in those little nuggets of time will then help you so much more, but you have to be able to fit it in. The work that you have substituted to do that instead will help in the long run anyway, because you're learning about different trends and different things that will just help you. So my second thing is that, and I wish that I had done this sooner in more channels, and I've been really lucky in the fact, as I mentioned in my intro, is that I have dabbled in a lot of marketing channels myself, But I really believe that everybody, if you want to get to marketing strategy level and writing marketing plans, is that you have to be in the weeds of each channel at some point to really be able to understand them. Understand them from two points of view. One is, yes, learn the strategy and what actually goes into it so that when you are building and stacking marketing channels, you know how much of each that you need. Absolutely. But the second one is to really understand how long and what time it takes to be able to do a channel. If you've never done a channel, how do you really know how long things take? From the outside, I get these stereotypes all the time that channels take a really little amount of time and then you stack channels within somebody's job role because you just think that they can do it. But being in the weeds yourself, you can really relate and be able to understand what goes into these channels. To give you a really, really quick example of this, let's take Instagram, for example, and just organic Instagram. I'm not even talking about paid. What goes into that? From the outside, it seems pretty simple, right? From the inside, in fact, it is so much more from that. 
So I would say best practice for Instagram is four to six times a week posting on the feed and five days on stories. And that's not the amount of stories, that's the time of days. Now, this isn't a best of Instagram podcast because that is coming, but this is just to sort of help put it in context. So I would expect that amount of posts. So then with that, you need to make the plan of what that's going to look like, ensuring that it is hitting all your marketing objectives that you need to hit, any specific campaign messaging and making sure that it's a nice mix of different content. Then you have to go and write the captions, ensuring that your your tone of voice is completely compliant with your brand, as well as thinking as any engagement opportunities that you absolutely need in your posts. Then you have to go and schedule said feed posts. And I've worked on a various amount of different scheduling tools. Some are really good, some aren't so good. They all come with their limiting factors. For example, some you can't actually schedule carousel. So then you have to do that yourself. So once you've scheduled it, done your captions, ensured there was no spelling mistakes, then once it's posted, you really need to be ready to then receive all of the comments and engagement that you'll get back from it once it's gone live. I would expect somebody to be there and doing community engagement as soon as the post goes live to really help with the algorithm. So that's your time sitting there and doing that. As well as just general day-to-day, I would expect somebody from the brand to get back to people within 24 hours. So you need to be on it with your community management. Then add in stories. I've not even touched stories yet, which where you need to be reposting user-generated content, thinking of different ways to engage, whether it's polls, a Q&A, a quiz, anything that you need to be getting more engagement of. And that's not even touching that that person needs to be completely on it with all industry trends that are going on within that platform so for instagram they need to be understanding for example right now that reels are really really important that's what instagram is giving the most organic algorithm time to they also need to be looking at when things like guides come out and stores come out and any different new feature that Instagram is bringing out, what that means and how that impacts their plan going forward. And they need to be an expert on everything Instagram. So because I've done that channel and I know what it takes to go into it, when I'm doing my planning, I then know what realistically will happen within that with the people resource that I have. And if you'd not gone into the weeds in a channel, you don't necessarily know all of the stuff that goes into it. And for Instagram, there is more than that. That is literally me just saying off the top of my head what I know absolutely goes into it that I can think of. And as I mentioned, I will do an Instagram-specific podcast, but then this really helps you relate to how these channels operate and so that when you do come to stacking your marketing channels, you have such a better understanding of them. And this is something that I'm still doing. You can never know too much about different channels. For example, I'm really learning at the moment more about influencer marketing and what goes into that. And I'm learning from my peers on what is really important in that channel. For example, relationship building is a really key part of that channel. And therefore, when I'm making my plans, is there someone there to be able to, one, make the relationships, but two, is there enough time? So that's just another really quick example of if I wasn't in the weeds, I wouldn't know what that takes. And then my expectations are unrealistic versus how the channel actually works. Even if you don't have the opportunity necessarily right in front of you to be in the weeds, make the opportunity. So for example, if you're in the PPC world, 
you really need to know what's going on super closely with the SEO world because those two channels marry up so closely. So go and talk to the people that do your SEO. Get in some time with them. Make sure that there's reciprocal learning because this can only help both of you. Finally, my third one is I wish I'd got help sooner. I've been there. I've ran 10 marketing channels myself before and it is not only super stressful, but it's not as efficient as if you have help. For example, you can only have time to go and optimize your Facebook ads maybe once a week rather than checking in on them every day. And for years, I used to just be like, okay, I'll do another channel, I'll do another channel. And I think in marketing, it becomes really expected that you can do 50 million different channels and that's fine. And whilst you absolutely can, and I have no doubts on your capability that you'll be able to do that, will they be able to be done to the best that they could be done if you didn't have another pair of hands coming to help you? For example, we had somebody come and help us with something and they took a channel off me and they increased traffic by 40% super, super quickly because they had the time and the brain space to look at that specific issue that we had and give us traffic. So I definitely think for years I would just suffer in silence and be like, I can do another channel and be worried that if I didn't say that, then my bosses would be like, oh, well, she can't take on another channel because you absolutely can, but make sure that you ask for help sooner because you will need it and the results that you can get will grow exponentially especially if you are being a jack of all trades and you really need somebody to come in and just really help with your most strategic channels and what I've learned is when I get to capacity now I write a business case and a marketing case on why we need this other person what their role will look like and what that means for the business And now I am super confident to be able to go and ask for help because I know what the results can achieve when you get really good people in to help specific channels and not just pile all of those channels on you. So as I said, these are the three things that I wish I'd done sooner in my career. These are three things that I will continue to do now throughout my career. So for number one, when I said about making learning a priority, I do the one which is one day a month in my calendar. I go and learn about a new channel and I am still in the weeds, even being head of international marketing, I make sure that I go and check in with channels that I need to learn more about. So as I mentioned at the moment, my focus is on influencer marketing. Once I've been in the weeds of that, I would then move on to a different channel because this only, as a marketing leader, this only helps you not only, as I said, write those plans, but also be able to relate to the people doing the channels and ensuring that you have their best interests at heart. And then, as I said, ask for help sooner when you need it. So there you have it, my three things that I wish I'd done sooner and I will continue to do. Thank you so much for listening to my Marketing Nuggets podcast. I've been your host, Emma, and I will catch you next time. Bye for now.